One, two, three. Welcome to Three Song Stories. We are the podcast that creates biography from the songs that have touched our guests' lives. As one of our past guests said, it's like we've discovered a truth serum through music. And what a treat it has been applying it thus far. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike Canary. My guest today is Valerie Alker, a name local listeners to WGCU will remember because she was a longtime reporter and host on our airwaves. Val got started in radio in 1983 as a DJ at WPASAM 1600 in Zephyr Hills. From there, she moved on to WMNF Community Radio in Tampa, where she often hosted the Women's Show. She then moved over to WUSF, where she was a reporter and newsreader before moving down this way to work at WSFP. So many acronyms, so many call letters. After spending a year or so as a boat bum self-described. Then once Florida Gulf Coast University was built in the late 90s, WSFP became WGCU, and Val was part of the team that launched it. I had the pleasure of working with her starting in 2003 when I started as an intern, all the way through when I left radio for a while in 2011. She lives in Punta Gorda with her super cool husband, Coop. From what I can tell via Facebook, they pretty much spend their time birding and paddling and traveling to neat places, living the pleasantly retired life. It's quite surreal real to be sitting down in the studio with Val again right now, and I know she's got a knack for storytelling and a love for music, and so I know this is going to be fun. Hey there, Val. Hello, Mike. It's nice to see you again. It's lovely to see you again. Especially here in the studio. It's like a homecoming. It's like a homecoming. So, how did you wind up as a DJ on AM radio? Well, I had done some volunteering at WMNF Community Radio, uh, and I loved, I loved it. I loved radio. And I decided, and I was working a full-time job, uh, a day job. That Doing what? <laughs> I was a buyer for an office supply company. Oh, okay. That's surprising. <laughs> uh, hey, I know everything about file folder cuts and so on and so <laughs> forth. But I, I loved it, and I decided uh, that I would seek full-time work in radio, and I marshaled my forces and made lots of tapes and made resumes and sent them out and... It only I'm, – I'm surprised really because it only took about two months hmm. of uh, – Had you studied journalism or broadcasting or anything like that? No, but you know, I was an anthropology major in college and there are a lot of people. If you, if you uh, interview people walk in the hallways who come from anthropology backgrounds because it's – what do you do? You interview people, you yeah. listen to their stories. Yeah, that and, does seem like there's a lot yeah, of overlap. There was, there, there, there was quite a bit of overlap. In our newsroom in, at WUSF in Tampa, Shoshana Elberg, who was there, who uh, went on to work for CNN, she was an anthropology major and Roger Adams was also – an anthropology major, so uh, we were a strong force. Back when you were DJing, real quick, what was the kind of music that that what what, what was your like? What was that station's genre or you know <laughs> playlist? Was, you, you want a story? It was an MOR station, middle of the road. Okay, we had, and of course, it had changed format several times before I got there. But it was we had a hundred albums, LPs. Okay, and in and you we played them in rotation. Okay, so um, and it was it was people like Vic Damone. Mm-hmm. Frank Sinatra. Did you get to pick like a track off of each album or was there, it pretty much the tracks were selected for you? No, the tracks were not selected for me, but the ones I could not play were marked with a red dot. Gotcha. For example, on the Barry Manilow album, <laughs> I could play Mandy, 
but I could not play Copacabana because that was too rocky. Oh, <laughs> too edgy. <laughs> too ed- <laughs> was told a story that our listeners in Zephyr Hills would not appreciate hearing. So what was the musical background of your childhood when you were young? What was being played around you when you were a kid? Well, I, I, I listened to a lot of AM radio. I grew up in Stewart, Florida, and I listened to WQAM out of Miami, which was a top 40s radio station. Okay. And um, that's what I liked. I always had the radio on in my bedroom when I was at home and in the car. And was there Were there records or anything being played? Did your parents yes, have yes. a musical um, taste that, that influenced my, you at all? I remember my dad. You know, you had a lot of Andy Williams LPs. Mm-hmm. My mother was in love with Harry Belafonte. I think she went to see him. On Broadway or something in New York back in the 50s or something. And, you know, she liked Calypso music and stuff like that. My dad was more middle of the road. I had an older brother who influenced me a lot. Um, With what? What was his, uh, like, what did he apply to to you? Okay, one of his albums that I I listened to, and I have the CD today, was the first Crosby, Stills, and Nash Uh album. And I loved, uh, you know... um, James Taylor in high school. I think all the girls were in love with James Taylor. And, and um, oh, uh, who else did I really like? Santana. Mm-hmm. Did um, you ever make mixtapes? No. No? no you I weren't never, a mixtape maker? No, I was not a mixtape. <laughs> no, 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 no. Did no. anybody ever give you any kind of a mixtape? Uh, not until I met my husband. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And so Coop is a mixtape maker well, or a mix CD maker, maybe? Maybe. Maybe? But, uh, <laughs> how did you wind up over in Tampa? Uh, you said you grew up in Stewart, so how did you, what, what brought you across the state? College, University of South Florida. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's real quickly explore the boat bump thing. Oh, that was um, real quickly. I listened to a lot of BBC radio. On the shortwave. Were you traveling or were you just uh, living on a boat that was parked offshore? No, no. I was traveling uh, in the Bahamas. Ah, and so you were listening yeah. to shortwave. Yes. BBC. BBC. And it was really interesting. You know, they would have the national broadcast. And then as we do here, you have the locals. Okay, down in the, down in the Bahamas, they have like six last names. But every day they read the obituaries. I, I always thought, found that really rather huh. highly amusing. But, you know, shortwave radio um, – in places like that is is especially this was what thirty years ago right. it was the primary form of, of sure. people getting their news and information was, yeah, yeah. was on the shortwave BBC and then with the local stations coming in and saying you know Mr Alberry passed and his funeral will be and blah 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 hmm. so, um, uh, what was the first music you owned that was your own music that you either chose to purchase or somehow wound up with as your physical like this is mine now this is mine I started buying. Some 45s when I was in high school. Um, I'm trying to remember. Crystal Blue Persuasion, I had that. I don't know that. Who's that? Didn't you watch Breaking Bad? I did watch Breaking Bad. <laughs> Crystal Blue Persuasion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> was that a song that they played? Yes, in oh. Breaking Bad, you know, when they're in the factory and they're, they're, yeah, they're yeah, cranking yeah. out all the crystal meth and they're shoving it I guess it I, I probably, I mean, I heard it, obviously, but I don't think I realized it. So, uh, when but was I it? didn't buy a lot of music. I didn't buy a you lot of music. You weren't like a... I was, I was a radio head, really. Right, from, right. Yeah, from, well, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, shortwave, AM, these are, yeah. Yeah, that. when it would go to my grandparents in New York in the summertime, I was listening to Cousin Brucie hmm. out of New York City, who was, I don't know if you, and, the, and Wolfman Jack, they were very yeah, yeah. famous DJs. When was the last time you bought music that had a physical form? Are you still, do you own CDs? Do you stream now? I mean, you know. We own a lot of CDs, and my husband buys most of the music, and he's, he's he probably has every Van Morrison <laughs> 
album that was ever recorded. Do you have records recorded. at all, or is it all CDs? We just sent a bunch of records, a bunch of LPs to my nephew, and uh, some some really nice. So ones. you had some still around, but yeah, and but I, they just I still have some. Used. Yeah, I still have. I pulled out some a few weeks ago. I had an old um, Sid Barrett, uh-huh. the Madcap Laughs, and he had been with. Um, who had he been with? Pink Floyd. Yeah, yeah, Pink Floyd. So I still have a Sid Barrett album, and I think I still have Sticky Fingers somewhere because it has sentimental attachments and stuff like that. Can you think, if you have to try to dig as far back in your brain as possible, can you think of a really early musical memory? Like There was a song called Sukiyaki, hmm. <laughs> um, which was a Japanese language song, mm-hmm. which was a big hit on the radio when I think I was about nine years old, and hmm. I really liked it. And my Aunt Joanne, when I was a really little girl, was into music, and I remember um, staying with her and singing um, Que Sera, Sera, Whatever Will Be, Will Be, and, and there was another one called Sugar in the Morning, and she used to sing to the radio, listen to the radio and sing to the radio, and so I would hang out with her, and we would sing to the radio. Cool. I love how much radio is a part of your life overall, because I've known you as a radio person, you know, but now to see the broader picture. <laughs> um, okay, let's, let's, let's uh, go to your first song. Okay. So what, what, what is your first song? And, and if you want to tell a story about it before we listen to it, that's fine. If you want to tell half of a story, you, you know, you decide okay. how to set I'll, this up. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you the story really quickly. At WPAS, as we already said, I was quite regimented in what I could play because the, the station man- – we, we were in a trailer in Zephyr Hills. Uh, and the, the station manager's office was right down the hall. He owned it, lock, stock, and barrel, and he was usually in there listening if he wasn't out making sales calls. So we were very regimented in what we could play. He was but, monitoring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all day long. And if you made a mistake, you knew it. And I think that's why I actually – I really honed my yeah. skills there. But um, but there were some there were some carts left over from another format <laughs> before they switched formats. And um, – it was uh, – there were a number of carts that I used to play. Um, for for example, using the restroom, it was uh, one by Steely Dan, oh. uh, Deacon Blues because it was like six 6.30 long. Right. It was so, a longer one so yes. you had a moment to yourself. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Interestingly enough there, you couldn't flush – while uh, while the on air light was on because it wasn't a mobile home and and you would you know, literally yeah, hear it <laughs> yeah but anyway there was another one um, and I'd seen the film the uh, the last waltz from the band and it was the um, last song from the film and um, and that was there in cart form. And uh, and I would play that because it was the last waltz. Mm-hmm. My air shift was six days a week from two to four. No, from two to six. And I would play that to end my, my, uh, my shift. Oh. And, and it was the last, it was my swan song yeah, at yeah. WPAS, the last one I ever played. So here it is. All right. Well, this is the last waltz uh, by the band. It's Valerie Alker's first song choice on this episode of Three Song Stories. Is the band a uh, – uh, are you a big fan of the band, the band? <laughs> I was a big fan of the band, but uh, I, li- I liked – it was almost like a waltz. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, I mean, no. So so I just I, – I, I liked the piece. Do you listen – I mean, do you guys like – is that a record or a CD that you have in the house? No. No. So no, that's – that's, that's, I pulled it out of my memory. Yeah, now. yeah. Well, that's perfect. <laughs> So did that take you back? I mean, were you yes. like, what was the last time you like really sat down and diligently listened to that? Is it probably been a, re- a WPAS? Wow, yes. wow! So that must yeah. have been like being back in the trailer. Yes, yes. Do you have a favorite band? 
Do I have a favorite band? I still really like Steely Dan. Yeah. I was really upset by the passing of um, yeah. Mr. Becker. So that would be um, that would be the closest you can get to favorite band, probably. <laughs> um, gosh, there, you know it's really hard to pin down favorites. There's, there's such so much music in the world, and oh yeah, so much of it you know inspires us and moves us. And we've asked, we've asked that question here about fifteen times on different episodes, and, it, and it's usually one of those two answers. It's you know there's so much great music out there, or they say the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a Beatles fan? I loved the Beatles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, Did you listen to a lot of Beatles? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, concert experiences. What, what, do you have any concert experiences that you you know immediately leap to your mind as ones oh, that I were think like Alice Cooper when he was throwing the dead babies? That was oh wow. Cool. Where would that have been? That would have been at the Civic Center in Ottawa. Oh, in Ottawa? Mm-hmm. In Ottawa, Ontario. It's close to... What were you doing in Ottawa? Well, my grandparents lived in Alexandria Bay, oh, New York. gotcha. So, so it that's, was that's only your northern nine miles. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Uh, did you ever see any cool bands down here, like you know, in Tampa or here I at the Civic Center? I saw the Birds Center? and the Beach Boys. I saw the Grateful Dead. I saw Arlo Guthrie and Pete Seeger one time at Ruth Eckerd Hall. That was a oh, great cool. concert. Um, yeah, I saw a lot of bands. I saw... Oh... Um, oh Who's he called? <laughs> I, I can't remember right now. The guy with the Ian Anderson. It's um, Aqualung. Jethro Tall. Uh-huh, thank you. Uh-huh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I remember that one because it was a blind date and I had a splitting headache. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you, you saw live music? When was the last time I saw live music? Oh, I, I saw some some nice guitar music recently in Spain. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, when, when was the last time you saw a proper concert? Oh, it's been a while. Been a while. Yeah. Is that just not part of your routine? Well, you know, I I, I had a, I actually last week I had a friend who couldn't go to the James Taylor concert up in Tampa, and she offered tickets and. I tried to talk my husband into it, and we that's, didn't, we didn't a bridge go. Too far. But you know, it was, oh, I, I saw. I went up to Ruth Eckerd and saw um, uh, Boss Gags. Oh, cool! And went up to Van Wezel and saw a mostly Mozart symphony uh, a few couple of years ago. Hmm. So yeah, I've seen some stuff. I, I I have no idea what the answer to this question will be, but have you ever done karaoke? Yes, once. <laughs> once? Once. <laughs> what did you sing? I was singing Earl's Gotta Die. How much alcohol was involved? Um, I will not answer that question. <laughs> okay. Uh, does Coop ever do karaoke? I think that probably not, right? <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, what song do you like to sing along to the most? Like if you're, you know, and does the answer to that question change if you're alone, if there's nobody around? Is there something that you like to just sing when it comes on or if you're just thinking it? You know, lately I've been listening to a lot of Latin music because mm-hmm. uh, I take a Zumba class. Oh, and, really? And our, and our instructor is from, um, is from Peru. And uh, she plays a lot of Latin music, and I loved Despacito. Oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, so you're Zumbaing? What about dancing? Well, Are, it is dancing. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what about dancing while not Zumbaing? I mean, you know, wedding dancing or out. Uh, the last wedding I went to was my niece's wedding, and it was an Indian wedding. Oh wow! And we had a Mendy party. And we danced. Um, we danced to uh, some Indian music. It was like Bollywood. <laughs> it was, oh wow! It was kind of fun. Yeah. Oh, that lot. Do you uh, do you like dancing? 
Yes, I love dancing. I I go to Zumba twice okay, a week and yeah. dance, well, I, I can see, dance my heart out. I can see putting up with it for fitness sake and then maybe not liking no, to do it. No, out in no, no, no. The only the reason I'm doing that is because I like to dance and and uh, there aren't that many opportunities to do so. Right. I used to go out a lot in Tampa with my girlfriends clubbing and stuff like that and dancing. There was a bar in South Tampa. They call it Soho now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which distresses me. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Tampa St. Pete's changed a lot, I'm oh, sure. Oh, it has. Yeah. I was up there not too long ago with a friend, and we went to all my old haunts, which no longer existed. But. Yeah. Um, is there, uh, when you start, when you narrowed it down to three, was there a fourth song that almost made it to your list? Ah. Uh, well, yeah, I think it was Sukiyaki. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because it was really the first song I ever remember really being in love with. And e- even though I didn't know the lyrics, I don't think anyone even, you know, they did a thing on it a couple of years ago on All Things Considered. It was like an anniversary of when it became a hit song, and it was in Japanese, and uh, it was uh, quite a cultural phenomenon when it happened because even little kids like me were listening to it. Was it a song that was released in Japan and then made it big here, or was it a song that was released here I think with it was Japanese released- lyrics? I think it was released in Japan and then released here, and it was just um, – look it up. Yeah, I will. I'll go find that all things considered thing. Yeah. Um, OK. Let's, uh, let's move on to song number two. What is your second song choice? Oh, this is uh, Summertime by uh, – not by the Gershwins, but the version by the late, great Janis Joplin. And, uh, and do you want to tell a story before or after? Before, I guess. Okay. Um, after leaving WPAS because I was starving to death. Um, <laughs> starving to death because they just didn't pay you? Correct. Correct. Um, they were nice people, though. Uh, but uh, I went to work uh, in, a, in a regular, in another day job, but I've, I just super redoubled my volunteer efforts at WMNF Community Radio. And we right. had a, you were going to make it stick. Yes. And so I, um, so I started hosting. Uh, the women's show, which was on once a week for two hours. It was on Saturdays from 10 until noon. And it was a great group of women. And this was a, a real great group of women who, you know, I, I had board opted, but I hadn't cut taped and edited. Right. And you, and you know. were cutting tape back then. Yeah, we were with, cutting with tape. With a razor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and going out with a cassette recorder and mm-hmm. yeah, doing, doing it all by hand. And they, they really, and, you know, I said, well, I'll write the news for you every week. And they said, no, 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 you won't just write the news. You will read the news. And so, um, and what was the women's show? Like, break down the format of that for it us. It was, well, it was from 10, from 10 to 12, and we played music. I used to go in on Friday night. It was like night. multiple hosts, and they yes, just kind of yes. bantered and played yeah. music? No, no, there was one host per week. Oh, okay. And, okay. and I did it probably once a month. I was pretty proactive, mm-hmm. and, and basically there was music, and then you would record interviews. I remember um, uh, for Halloween interviewing a professor I'd had at USF in women's studies, Dr. Judy Oxhorn, about um, the mists of Avalon, <laughs> and, oh, yeah? uh, which was a, yeah. um, a book that was pretty popular yeah, at that time. That and, and, and then, you know, we talked about the women as witches and all this kind of stuff. So we would pre-record interviews, and then sometimes people would come into the studio live. And we produced a lot of documentaries. I did one, the first docu- – I bit off this huge chunk, you know. The first documentary I ever did was a half-hour thing on foster parenting. Wow. 
And uh, so, so it was a it was a mix of music. You know, we pulled sets of music, and people would always ask for requests. I never did. People used to call me, and but I always had a, a vision. You know, I want this piece to segue into this. Yeah, piece, yeah. You were crafting radio. Yes, that yeah. was your first chance to yeah produce yeah, and host yes, and direct yes, and all ev- of it. everything. Yeah. I did it all. Cool. And, you know, so it was it was a lot of fun. So uh, the, the program went up to noon, which. Uh, at noon, it's flipped over to the 60s show hosted by Phil and Bill, uh, Phil Lee and Bill Hamilton, two guys who grew up in Tampa. They'd been at Woodstock together and <clears throat> totally cool guys. I'm still friends with both of them on Facebook. Cool. Anyway, so I wanted to do a good segue from the women's show oh. to the 60s show. And so we had. Oh, so Summertime by or the Jams Joplin's cover of Summertime was your pivot to the 60s show. Correct. Sounds pretty perfect, actually. Of course. Of course. Well, let's hear it. This is Janis Joplin's cover of Summertime, originally created by George Gershwin, covered countless times over the years by Billie Holiday, Sam Cooke, etc. You're listening to Three Song Stories. It's biography through music. That looks like it took you back. <laughs> you know, when they, were, when they would do the fundraiser, fundraiser at WMNF, you know, this when the phone lines used to light up and they'd say, don't let it up at home, let it up. Here. <laughs> took me back. You know, the, um, the engine of this show is the power that songs have to bring you back to places. And I know you moved into news radio. You weren't, all, you know, you weren't playing music all that long. But do you think it ever occurred to you that you know, playing those songs when you did was having that effect on people? You know, there, there might be people who heard you play that song that bonded them to that time and place to this very day. It could be. Yeah. Could Isn't be. it crazy? Yeah. I – I really liked playing music. I loved creating really hot segues. Mm-hmm. I remember doing a, a set once for the women's show, All Sisters. I started with the Roach Sisters, and then I went to the Andrews Sisters. And it was just once you wound up being a, a reporter and a, new, a public radio host in, in the ways that we knew you on WGCU, did you ever miss the radio, the, the, the music radio, the community radio, that? Did you ever long for that at all? Did I long for it? No, I still listened. I still right. listened. I still supported WMNF until, oh gosh, maybe 10 years ago. Hmm. Do you have a favorite interview that you did? You did a lot of interviews over oh, the I years. Did. You know, I have a wonderful poster at home that you probably recall from Peter Max. Oh, yeah. I have one too. <laughs> <laughs> I did so many cool interviews. I couldn't up, possibly. I interviewed Ed Asner one time. What a sweet man he was. I, I interviewed him for, gosh, it seems like everybody in the world. Don't I recall that you had a picture up in your office of you interviewing Jane Goodall? Yes. What was that like? She was so cool. <laughs> Especially probably for you, the anthropologist turned public radio. I know it. And nerd. she was one of my sheroes, <laughs> borrowed from the women's show terminology, when I was a little girl. Absolutely. Very yeah, cool. Was, yeah. um, uh, is there an album that you can think of that if you put it on, you're going to listen through to every track because you love it that much? You know, there's, a, uh, there's an album by Katie Lang mm. that she – She's with some other people on there, Roy Orbison, and she does a fantastic version of um, Hallelujah. And oh. uh, but I can't think of the name of it right now. But I, oh, that I, sounds I really, great. I like I like really good voices. Yeah, yeah. 
You know, I'd never actually heard that that uh, Janis Joplin cover of Summertime. Isn't before, that hot? So just, oh, that's really, really cool. Yeah. 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 I, had to, I had to look it up. I had to find it when you sent me the, the name. Um, instruments. Have you ever played an instrument in your uh, life? Badly, badly. Badly. Which one? Coronet. Coronet. Is that like a high school band thing yes. or a middle school band yeah. thing or yeah. something like yeah. that? So that was just like part of your schooling and that was that. Yeah, I didn't, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say that, you know, I was a person with a passion for music. In fact, when I got involved with with uh, uh, community radio, I was like, well, I buy a book a week. <laughs> I don't buy an album a week, but I buy a book a week, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you I can, still reading that often? I, I, yeah. In fact, I have to hurry away from here today because I have to go meet with my book group. Do you have a um, – uh, do you, you, you ever listen to books? Is that part of your thing? No, 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 got, no, no. I know a lot of people who do, and I probably would like it if I did, but I don't. You mentioned that you guys have CDs around the house. Do you ever use like the streaming stuff? Do you play Pandora? Yes. Or, yes so you do use yes, that. Yes. Do you have? Have you gone? I can't imagine. Well, maybe I don't know these days. Have you gone like Alexa or any of that stuff? No, I haven't. Okay. I haven't. I, 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 sh- I, sh- I should. I, I finally got Netflix. I, I love that. Oh yeah, isn't that pretty nice <laughs> when it's on your TV? So you yeah, can just kind of yeah, like yeah, yeah yeah no I I. I I listen to I watch a lot of Netflix. Um, are there any modern bands that you like or follow? Do you ever turn on commercial radio? Is there anybody out there who would be you know popular with no, the kids? No, I'm I'm so sorry to say. No, I'm, you're I'm, not alone. I'm, 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 I'm out of the loop. I'm out of the loop. <laughs> How far out of the loop? Completely out of the loop. Um, as, as far out of the loop as I am, because I'm way out of the loop. Yeah, you know, I I remember when hip hop first came out, I compared it to bebop. I said, well, it's kind of similar to bebop, you know, <laughs> guys standing around on the street corner. But um, <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm sorry to say, I, I have not. Perhaps if I'd stayed in radio, uh, in you know, commercial radio where there's music involved, I would be more. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, it's funny. Somebody brought up a song on this show the other day, and it was like the song that everybody's talking about in the world. And I didn't recognize the name of it till he started telling the story. And then I recalled hearing a story on NPR about it. And I was like, oh, I know what you're talking about because I heard somebody talking about it, but I don't recognize the song. And, uh, and last summer, you know, when Despacito was the big hit and we were doing it in Zumba, you know, I was like, well <laughs> – and it's interesting because I've been to South America a couple times in the last couple of years, and some of the Zumba songs. I was in a street market in oh, suddenly you hear it Ecuador. Like, I was like, you're oh, in two places at yeah, once. Yeah, I know that. I, knew, I know the routine for that. <laughs> okay, let's get to your third song because I know you're on a short time schedule here today. So, what is the third song that we're going to listen to? Well, we are going to listen to, and you don't have to listen to all of it, but Paco Bell's Canon. And the story behind that is I. Um, I decided um, at some point I had to go back to school and get my master's degree because I was you know, working really hard at WMNF and doing my day job and not being very happy with that. So yeah, I decided yeah. to go get my master's degree. And um, the the, uh, the woman who was the news director at WUSF Public Radio was also a fan of the women's show. Oh. And she – and I knew her uh, slightly and she said, hey, you know, I really like your work. And I said, well, that's good. And I said, you know, I'll be – I said, I'll stop by and see you sometime because I'm going to starting back to USF to get my master's degree. And she said, oh, well, you know, come to work for me part time. That must have felt pretty good. It did. <laughs> it did. It felt because she liked, you know, she liked. Yeah, because of the because of the, your on air presence, your work, your choices, the yes, things you were doing yes, caught her attention. Yes, yes. And, and by the way, that was Pat Kemp, and today she's a Hillsborough County Commissioner. Oh wow! So shout out to Pat Kemp, cool. um, who was really an inspiration to me and really um, pushed me in ways I needed to be pushed and and helped. Helped me along the way, but we uh, did. It was called the in, in the in, in these days. And this was in the 
when was it? it was, I guess it was like in the mid-80s. All Things Considered um, was on every day from 5 until 6.30. Mm-hmm. And Fresh Air came off the satellite at 4 mm-hmm. until 5. And there was a newscast at the bottom at, at 4.31 a four-minute newscast. You still see the clock, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, and so we did what we called the Florida Report. It was a half-hour program we did Monday through Friday. We had a, a one-minute billboard at the bottom. And then we had a four-minute newscast from NPR. And then we and then so we had another twenty four minutes to fill. So it was the program was divided into the the first half. The first segment was uh, whatever the breaking news of the day was. Then we had a floating newscast in the middle, which could expand or contract uh, dependent upon what other news was available for the day. Right. And I was the chief newscast reader. So um, and then and then after I would and then I, I would have specific instructions. You know, you have to sock out at uh, at fifty two. Right. So so it was like pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> so so um so and we always had a music bed too. If we if we didn't have twenty four minutes of material, it's like well we'll play a music bed. Yeah, a little wiggle going room. into <clears throat> the. Going into the uh, bumper music, going yeah. into the newscast. So, and we were a classical music station. Uh, Ninety point one FM at that time was all classical, except for NPR News. We were, you know, service of uh, University of South Florida. Right. So, uh, so we played mostly stuff from the classical repertoire, going into the um, the bumper music, going into the newscast to pad it out to make it be as long. So, anyway, the first time. I heard Paco Bell's Canon, which you know probably other people were more familiar with, but I wasn't. Um, yeah, yeah. I was. I had on headphones. I was sitting in a soundproof booth like this, and I I heard it, and I just I loved it. It was so pretty that I cranked up my headphones and closed my eyes, <laughs> which caused a screaming attack from the because I was supposed to have you know. Yeah, you were supposed to be on point. Yes, <laughs> you were supposed and to I be wasn't. drifting off to the music. <laughs> I know, I was. I was drifting off to the music. And, oh, this is so pretty and, and melodic and. Isn't this nice? And I completely forgot about I'm Valerie, you know, and this is the news. (laughs) Okay, well, let's hear it. This is uh, is, uh, Pac Bell's Canon in D. Uh, You're listening to Three Song Stories. Are you familiar with, there's a YouTube thing. It's a guy who's playing at a talent show at like New York University. And he shows how the the chord progression in that song is used throughout popular music and it's like song after song after song that you would recognize from the radio over the decades that you immediately realize are that song have you ever seen that no but I, i'll i'll seek it I, out i will i will send it to you because okay. it's going to blow your mind because because there it's it shows you the universality of music and it's punk songs and it's pop songs and it's yeah it's really fascinating it's going to blow your mind well, i'm glad we were able to include it then yes exactly um so uh what would be the band that you like that you think our listeners maybe have never heard of is there anything that you like that's off the beaten path like that you've over the years connected to that when you tell somebody about it they go i've never heard of that hmm no. <laughs> no. No. Maybe some of no. your Zumba music. <laughs> uh, um, no, I think I've been a fairly mainstream consumer of music throughout my teen and adult life. Gotcha. Is there any music that you can't stand? If it comes on the radio, you will turn it off as a knee-jerk reaction for whatever reason, either because it's a memory or just the style of music. Yes. 
Anything you can name? No. <laughs> okay. You don't want to be pejorative. No. That's so Val. <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, what are you reading right now? I know this is a great music show, but you talked about books, and so I want to pick your brain about what you're reading these well, days. Well, I just read, um, actually, I just finished reading uh, this week. Of course, I'm dating myself because this is a podcast and people will be listening to it like forever, right? But um, Well, that's okay. We can make a time stamp. <laughs> Um, it was a Pulitzer Prize winning biography this year. It's called Prairie Fires, The American Dreams of Laura Ingalls Wilder. And you know, oh. I was a huge fan of the books when I was a little girl. And um, and uh, and so there was a biography. This is what really happened. And, and oh, it was cool. a very, very good book. Do you read fiction and nonfiction? Yes. And yes. You- yes, I have book group. Um, the book group uh, selection for this month is actually, it's really interesting. It's about journalists, a group of Dysfunctional journalists uh, at a newspaper operating in Rome is called the um, Imperfectionist. Does it remind you of anyone? Uh, (laughs) And it's about a newspaper actually at the time when the um, digital world is about to overtake um, print journalism. And, and how people are coping with this yeah, in various still, ways, or, still, or not coping. Yeah, still sorting so, that out. So it was, a, it was a really, it was a, it was a, a real good book. Are you a physical book reader, or do you ever use the ebook? I have both. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. I download a lot of stuff. You know, if you have a Kindle, you can download a lot of stuff that's in the public domain. Yeah, yeah, and from the library. Ever get them from the library? Because you know, it doesn't work with Kindle. It works with oh. Nook, but it doesn't work with Kindle. Oh, that's a shame. Yes, at least my particular library doesn't. Gotcha. So. But yeah, I'm a volunteer actually. Uh, shout out to the Punagorda Public Library. Oh, really? Library. So you, you had, go in like shelf books and, I and do, sort things out? I do. I miss that from I, my book days. I wash my hands very carefully before I leave. Um, yes, I like books. And we also, at the library, there's also a limited uh, collection of music. Oh, yeah? Yes. It's like CDs that people can check out, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, do you miss being on the air? Not right now, I don't. <laughs> Sometimes I do, yeah. you know, because it was a facet of me. And, you know, I have a a group of friends now who, who don't even know who Valerie Alker is. You know, I'm Val, yeah. I'm Val Cooper. Yeah, you know, yeah. And uh, so, so. Uh, do you miss the deadlines at all? The constant well, daily deadlines? I, was, I mean, it, it's a double-edged sword in a way. Well, I'm actually, sure deadlines are quite innovating. That's you know? what I mean. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I like I could bang it out. You know, me. Oh, I, I could know. come back from story and have it on the air in an hour, three minutes, boom. So um, I was really fast. That was, I think, my primary skill as a reporter was like my 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 speed with which I could turn around stories. Yeah, absolutely. But also, I, it might be nice just to be able to, you know. Breathe. Day well, there in, is day that out, too, but it's, there's also that huge breath that you take after the story is, goes on the air. And go, oh. uh, that's so, true. So, um, okay. Well, any final thoughts? Keep on rocking, Mike. Keep on rocking in the uh, in the free radio station. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Val. It's so been uh, been great. Uh, Valerie Alker is a retired public radio journalist. Her daily here on WGCU, or should I call you Valerie Cooper? Should I have called you Valerie Cooper this whole time? No, 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 no. <laughs> Doesn't it's sound okay. right to my ear. No offense, Coop. Uh, heard daily here on WGCU until about four years ago, right? Yes. And uh, thanks for doing this. Uh, it's been great. Tell Coop I said hi and tell him I got 260,000 miles out of the Jeep before I sold it to someone else for $500. <laughs> I will. <laughs> All right. This has been fun. It has. Thanks. For this week's parting tune, we're going to hear from Tara in Fort Myers.
My song is Party Hard by Andrew W.K. <laughs> and every time I hear this song, it takes me back to when I saw him. And when he played this song, it's a song that kind of gets you in that moment, you know, to party, to have fun, like with a group of people. So the song plays, and it just erupts. The whole place, it's kind of a small club as it was anyway, and it just erupts with just that electric energy. And uh, I see like one or two people getting up on stage, and he kind of encourages that to a point. Uh, so I, I really want to get up on stage, but the stage height and I'm right up against it is pretty much like to my collarbone. I'm trying so hard to get up and pop myself up on the stage and some like two guys come over they kind of grab my legs and they push me on there and I kind of penguin slide onto the stage with Andrew WK part of his band uh, and just a couple other people so we all start dancing and we're on stage we're singing and then he pulls me Andrew WK pulls me over with him and we start playing keyboard together as I'm singing Party Hard and I can't play keyboard I can barely sing but here I am on stage with Andrew WK singing and playing uh, piano keyboard to party hard so that is my story and i'm sticking to it do you have a great song story one that takes you back to a time place and memory if so send it to my song story at wgcu.org and maybe we'll use it during a future episode we record and produce three song stories in the wgcu studios on the campus of florida gulf coast university in fort myers florida richard chinqui is our show's producer director and co-creator tara calligan is our online content producer our executive producer is chris duffus our theme music was created by dave 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 cowan and stick martin at monkey house studio in St. Pete. Keep listening. Next time, next time, on three song stories. Molu tebe, yavti shini, pochui mene teper yatvi.